Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm joined by my beautiful friend, Tara. Hey, spooksters. I don't know why I said your name like that. I'm sorry. It was weird. I already mind dumped, so I don't even know how it sounded. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Today we are going to come at you with another patron select episode, and I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute. Before I get into that, let's take care of the business aspect, where we tell you where you can find us and things and such. You know, like on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, using the handle at Three Spooked Girls. <laughs> or, I mean. Honestly, guys, at this point, if you haven't joined the Facebook group, what are you doing? Honestly. Join the fucking Facebook group. It's a fun time. Yes, it is. I don't think anyone in there is like, I hate being in here. I think everyone is just like, I wish there was more. Yeah, so get over there. Also, I have some breaking news for you. (gasps) Breaking news. The judge decided to end Amanda Bynes's conservatorship. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just saw it on Twitter. That's great news. Yes. That yes. makes me happy. Yeah. Which it, her her okay. Sorry to derail, but her situation, from my understanding, was very very different from Britney's. Her parents were like cool, supportive, good to go. Like let her get her life back and shit. So right. Very very different. But I figured you'd be happy to know because I knew you were waiting. So I wanted to. But tell you know you. what that means for me. <laughs> In this situation, is that Amanda Bynes is getting her life back together. And this is what the world really needs. Honestly, me and Jessica love Amanda Bynes movies. We watch so, so many of them all the time. She's the man. I was like, <laughs> you don't understand how many times Tara and I watch She's the Man consecutively. Yes. Where we've like left the house with the DVD intro just running and yes. come back and been like, what should we watch? Oh, yeah, this one. <laughs> yes. Lady Pterodactyl. Oh, my God. I. <laughs> I haven't watched that in so long. I need I need to find out where the so fuck good. it is. Oh, I have it I on Amazon it. Prime. Oh, okay. I'll like, just do I that. own it, so you can like you yes. know, always watch it. Yeah, own it. <laughs> I mean, not use your password and log in. <laughs> what? <laughs> we family. If I. <laughs> okay. Continue. Anyway. Sorry. 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 <laughs> hey, I feel like that was like, a good derailment though, because it was like it was news. Okay. I mean, we talk a lot about conservatorships on the show. Like, we've done a lot yeah. about Britney, and yeah, I'm really happy for Amanda because, like, 
I knew Amanda Bynes' situation was different than Britney's mm-hmm. because they were like paying for her to go to school. Like they just had to be like they would like give her money if she would like focus mm-hmm. on things. They would mm-hmm. pay for it. Yeah, but I think she kind of knew like I wasn't prepared. And I think when she went to court and they were like, "You have to get your fucking life together before we like dissolve this," she was like, "Okay." And she got her life together. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Who hasn't tweeted shit at, at Drake like that? <laughs> right. Oh, Lord. And I'm sure Drake liked it. Like, he might be like, oh, no, it was weird. Be like, mm-hmm, secretly, you were like, man, it binds. I was, I was watching. I can't remember who it is now. I was watching something and someone. Oh, it was the Anna Delvey interview on Call Her Daddy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. I will shut the fuck up in a minute. I'm sorry. And she had tweeted like a long time ago something about wanting to marry Kanye West. <laughs> like Alex Cooper asked her that. And like, this is the only thing I will give her. She was just like, what the fuck? She was like, well, that was a a joke. <laughs> People tweet stupid things, especially like in the earlier 2000s. Oh, man. Can we just also Cringe. take a moment to say like <laughs> the narrative that Trevor Noah is saying about this whole Kanye situation is such fucking facts. Trevor Noah, I don't know what's going on, has the Daily Show. Well, Kanye West is like fucking like aggressively attacking, like harassing Kim in the public. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh huh. And the fact that like she can't get her ex husband to leave her the fuck alone, like, Mm -hmm. and just act like a decent human being. Trevor Noah has been talking about this, and I support this, is that, like, this is why women don't leave their abusive spouses, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, whatever. Yeah. Is because they realize that the the situation that they'd be entering into once they leave is almost worse than if they stayed. Mm-hmm. And thank fucking God for Pete Davidson, who is like, you know, he might not be perfect and whatever, but at least he's like, let's open a dialogue and talk about this, bro. Like, let's actually have a decent conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, he did call him a name. <laughs> Called him an internet bitch. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to be like, I'm in bed with your wife. But it's like, okay, I heard a conversation. Listen, I heard a conversation about that, though, and they had a point. It's like, people can only take so much shit until they're just petty back. So I don't really blame him or look down on him for making that comment to Kanye. Just saying. Me either. It's just... And it was funny. Yeah, you're right. But we petty bitches, so it's fine. <laughs> right, I'm a, I'm a petty little bitch, I get that. No, but like, for me, because it wasn't like he posted, like, the one thing I will give him credit for, mm-hmm. it wasn't like he posted a picture of him and Kim curled up in bed and was like, ha, mm-hmm. I got you up. It was literally like, that could have been any bed <laughs> in any place in the entire world. Right, right, right. Okay, so now that we like, you know, gossiped a bit, <laughs> let's get back to our... So if you want to hang out with us in the Facebook group, which is where we're going with that, it's Three Spook Girls Official on Facebook, obviously. Our handle for all other social media is at Three Spooked Girls. If you want to see our TikToks, Tara's spooky underscore sleuth and mine is spooky and Jesse, J-E-S-S-Y. Tara has a much better content than I do, so <laughs> <laughs> just go watch hers. And then if you find one I'm tagged in, we can watch them those. So. I was just going to say... If if you this is like your first episode, we normally don't banter that much in the beginning. I just apparently am on one this today. So sorry. <laughs> there was interesting news we had to talk about. Sorry. 
Okay. Like I mentioned earlier, this is a patron select. If you if you are new, you don't know what that is, which means if you are one of our patrons and you are at the $10 and up tier, you can get an episode dedicated to you. So this episode is dedicated to Mary and it is the Craigslist killer. If you want an episode just like Mary's, head over to patreon.com backslash three suit girls or hit the show notes and you can see all the perks that come along with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we just want to take a minute to say thank you to Mary. Thank you so much for supporting the show and providing me with this very confusing topic because <laughs> <laughs> apparently there are two of these fuckers. Interesting. <laughs> the only thing I know about the Craigslist killer, whichever one, is there was a Lifetime mm. movie about it and the and mm. I don't remember hardly anything. All I remember is there was like a hotel and a dude I think with dark hair and and that's it. I, I remember nothing else. So I'm excited. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay, so the guy that when I googled Craigslist killer that popped up, his name was Philip Haynes Markoff, and he was born February 12th, 1986, so, you know, he's my age. Mm-hmm. And he was born to Susan Haynes and Richard Markoff. Richard was a dentist, and Philip grew up in Syracuse, New York. He has a brother named Jonathan and a half-sister when his mother remarried to a guy named Gary, who was like a banker or some shit like that. He graduated from high school in 2004, which triggers me to think of like stupid high school cheers when like <laughs> we'd have like the Hawaiian Day rally. So I'm not going to do it. Because my high school always did this thing, like the very first rally of the year, it would be like Hawaiian Friday. Mm, gotcha. And so you like everything was Hawaiian themed. And we had this dumbass cheer that was like, rock the shore. Oh, four. <laughs> Don't fucking get it. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. But like everyone was supposed to have it. Like like every class was supposed to have a cheer. So that was like our cheer for four straight years. Wow. (laughs) So he, sorry. So he graduated from high school and he was a member of the Honor Society, History Club, Youth Court, and actually was on the school bowling and golf teams. Okay. So, you know, he was like a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who the fuck is on the bowling team? Now we're going to get a bunch of fucking mad messages. They're going to be like, I love I was on it. (laughs) I think maybe I shouldn't say he's a weirdo. It's weird to me that schools have a bowling team. Yeah, I could see like, I never, we didn't have that. We had golf, but we didn't have that. Yeah, we had golf too. Yeah, which is still kind of weird. I don't know. It just seems weird to me, like thinking about it. I remember even in high school being like, that's random. Golf? Yeah, like a golf team or whatever, club. I don't know. I think it was fun. No, it's cool for them. Not for me, but for them, it's cool. <laughs> Jen, if you're listening to this, please don't get triggered by golf. Love you. Okay, so after high school, he went to the State University of New York in Albany, where he was a pre-med student, and he graduated in 2007. He, like, applied to med school. You know, he did the whole, took his MCAT, all that stuff. Well, while he was in college, he met a woman by the name of Megan McAllister, and she actually lived in in New Jersey, and they met because they were volunteering at an Albany Medical Center hospital emergency room, like a lot of med students do. Mm -hmm. And they became engaged, and they were planning to get married August 14th, 2009. And Megan actually was going to start med school that fall in 2009. So things get weird with this fucker. Like, I'm just being real. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. So while Philip 
seemed on the outside to be this like really great stand-up guy. He was in med school. He was going to med school at Boston University, Boston University School of Medicine, which was where Megan planned to go as well. They were planning this wedding and he was just, you know, doing his med school thing. However, he had a nasty little habit of frequenting casinos where he, you know, gambled away a shit ton of money. to be exact. Oh. Right. And I don't know if you've met any med students. I mean, I have. They're not necessarily like rolling in the dough. No. Because it's like 12 years before they actually start making money. So So around this time, two women had contacted the Boston police and they began investigating these attacks where this person had advertised, and I quote from this article on Crime Museum, Advertised erotic services. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it was women who were doing that, right? It wasn't him. But they said that they were attacked and, you know, had been kind of violently assaulted. And mm-hmm. then I believe also robbed. On April 10th, 2009, an escort by the name of Trisha Liffer was found gagged, bound, and she had been ro- supposedly robbed at gunpoint. Basically, a guy had responded to an ad on her Craigslist ad, which Mm. is how he is called the Craigslist killer. Yes. So, Trisha didn't die, but she that's how we know she was robbed at gunpoint and all of this stuff. But four days later, so on April 14th, Julissa Bresman was found murdered in the doorway of her Marriott Hotel. It appeared that she had been trying to fight off her attacker, but had been shot many times or multiple times. She had also placed an ad on Craigslist offering erotic massages and had scheduled an appointment to meet a man by the name of Andy in her hotel room. Now, this makes sense because all of the all these robberies and attacks had happened on women who were either in the sex trade or were like erotic dancers, something of that mm-hmm. nature that kind of put them in a more high risk, vulnerable nature. And I don't know, it was kind of like one of those like, creepy moments for yeah the police because they're like shit and someone's just picking off these women who are offering sexual services and and the one thing i will say is i like that they didn't take it as like oh god he's just like looking for like sex workers and just like not paying attention they actually were taking it seriously so the police start looking through video camera or like video footage and they started to look at like credit card receipts and things like that and like the usual shit And in all three incidences, apparently a young, blonde, clean-cut looking man about six feet tall was seen in or around the hotel. So the police were like, you know what? All of these women answered responses to their Craigslist ad. That means there's got to be some sort of trace in this. So they did. They went back and they looked and they found an electronic trail that led to one Mr. Philip Markoff. And it led back to his apartment, you know, the IP address. Because even if you get a fucking anonymous email, unless you have like a VPN, which is like, you know what, Jessica, stop telling people how to commit crimes. <laughs> Knock it out. <laughs> Bad for people listening. So the police basically followed him for several days and they finally pulled him over when he was driving with his fiance to a local casino. And they took him into custody and they accused him of murder, armed robbery and kidnapping. When they went through his apartment, they found a gun, 
bullets who match the ones that were found in Julissa Brisbane. And they found plastic zip ties, duct tapes, a laptop that showed the communication with her, several track phones, and several pairs of stolen women's underwear, two of which belonged to Trisha. Mm. How the fuck did he get two pairs? So they find this and they're like, fuck. So they basically charged him with murder of Julissa Brisman and he pled not guilty. And that meant his trial was going to be delayed to 2011. Mm. Now, Megan was like, my fiance could not have done this because I'm assuming he was like not creepy in real life. Right. His murdering was real life, but you know what I'm saying? Like his day to day, I'm assuming he had. Some yeah, sort of- yeah, yeah. He had a. Like a double side to him, yeah. Exactly. Like a double life, I mean. So it was kind of hard for her. So she, you know, she would say things about him like, he's beautiful inside and out. He's just a great guy. He's loving and supportive, yada, yada, yada. And so she was adamant that there was no way that Philip could have done this. However, (laughs) that didn't last too long. Mm. In June of 2009, she actually went to visit him in jail and she broke up with him good for her because i'm assuming at this point a lot of people in her life were like megan right right megan (laughs) there's not a coincidence that he's in jail awaiting trial for murder right after this philip would become extremely suicidal and would make several attempts on his own life and he was actually successful He was found dead in his cell on August 15th, 2010, which is one year and one day after the day he was supposed to get married. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it was ruled a suicide that they they determined that the wounds were self-inflicted and he had suffocated himself. Wow. The news reported that evidently used a sharp object like a razor to slash major arteries in his ankles, legs, and neck, and then covered his head with a plastic bag and stuffed toilet paper down his throat so that the jail authorities couldn't resuscitate him, and then covered himself head to toe with a blanket. And here's the fucked up thing. Before he died, he wrote Megan in his blood on the wall. (gasps) And he had, like, plastered his jail cell with pictures of her. Oh, my God. Right? Fucking crazy, right? Yeah, no kidding. Don't be crazy, people. Now, I did mention earlier that there were two Craigslist killers, Mm -hmm. which when I Googled it, I found a second one. And I was like, the fuck? How are there two? And then I was like, please tell me this is not a popular crime. Mm -hmm. We None of us need that shit. So I found this article. It's an A&E article. It says, Richard Besley, Philip Markoff, and others, the many faces of the Craigslist killer. Hmm. You know what's really interesting is that like, the Craigslist killer just looks like a regular dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, not surprised. I mean, I think it's weird because like, sometimes like when we think like, oh, a mass murderer or a murderer, we think of someone like Richard Ramirez, like where you're just like, that dude, there's something creepy about that fucker. Mm-hmm. You know, and he just looks like a normal dude. Yeah. Okay, so the first man to be dubbed the Craigslist killer was a man by the name of Michael John Anderson. And according to this article, multiple media or media reports, he couldn't figure out how to talk to women. And they basically were saying he was just a dumb kid and nobody really thought much about this 19-year-old guy. He had never even like held a girl's hand. 
So he decided to use Craigslist as a way to meet women, which, okay, Mm. I have, I think I've talked about it on the show, like in like college when I used to work at this like mobile company, but you know, one of those prepaid places. (laughs) We used to sit around and just look at the men seeking women or whatever ads. I mean, I know this is a thing. So during this time, he put up numerous classified ads and eventually 24 year old Catherine Olson was looking for a babysitting job and she found it. Basically, he had placed an ad online claiming to be a woman by the name of Amy looking for care for her five-year-old child. Mm. And so then basically, this is October of 2007, Catherine showed up to babysit and then he ended up shooting her in the back with a (sighs) 35 revolver. And then he stuffed her in the trunk of the car and he was convicted of first-degree murder and first-degree premeditated murder which it's like, holy fuck, like, that is super premeditated because he took a Facebook ad out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Richard Baisley is another one. And basically, he answered an ad that says, we need someone to watch our farm in southern Ohio. Live for free in a double-wide trailer. Nothing in the way of duties except for taking the peacefulness of the countryside and make sure no one steals any farm equipment or perpetrates any mischief. And it was going to pay $300 a week. That's actually a really fucking good deal. Like, it's the Midwest. So, like, and this happened, like, back in the Dizay a little bit in 2011. Mm -hmm. So, like, shit was a little cheaper. So, like, $300 a week, but you don't have to pay room and board. Mm, yeah that's like legit mm-hmm. yeah the difference is is that richard was the, actually the one taking out the ad and basically he was falsifying documents to say that he had this place but really what he was doing is he was hunting people Jeez. Yeah. yeah so he ended up killing three middle-aged men david Polly, ralph geiger and timothy kern and he had a help of a 16-year-old accomplice by the name of Borgen Rafferty, and they met at church. Mm. Yeah. So it was this whole big thing. And basically, I guess, Richard looked like Santa Claus. What? Yeah. Ooh, that makes it creepier. Basically, Ra- this is how Rafferty like, describes him, is that he had a jolly laugh, a beard, a belly, and even carried candy in his pocket. There was a period when I was younger, I was convinced he was Santa Claus. Yikes. They got caught because their fourth victim, Scott Davis, got away. And so he told the police, the police captured them. Yeah. Richard was sentenced to death while as Rafferty was given life in prison without the possibility of parole. And so those are the other Facebook killers. Craigslist. Yeah, Craigslist, not Facebook. That's going to be a different thing, I'm sure. (laughs) Those are the other Craigslist killers. Oh, my God. Like, this is like why I never do anything on Craigslist forget it exists still so oh man. yeah i'm like scared to go on it now i'm like what the fuck could it be right no thanks <laughs> no thank you okay with that we're gonna go ahead and wrap up today's episode again thank you mary for supporting the show and picking this topic like i said i was very confused when i googled it and like richard's name popped up as well <laughs> as philip i was like who is who yeah. so i was like you know what mm. philip was showing up most the um, lifetime movie is about him mm-hmm. but again like richard's story is quite I feel like Richard's story, like they've made movies about this recently. Yeah. Okay. With that, we're going to head out. So bye, guys. Bye. Bye.